Okay, if your kid, boy or girl, walks into your 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 bedroom, your kitchen, your living room, and says, "Mom, Dad, I want to be a professional video game player." Well, A, I would say that's no different than a boy or girl walking and going, I want to play in a major league baseball. I want to be in the NBA. I want to be an NFL player. I want to be a lawyer, a doctor. What they're expressing is that their first their first hook into what they feel moved to do on a day-to-day basis and to pursue. All right. So today's guest, like I said before, was Rick Fox. This This interview was a breath of fresh air. One, because Rick gets the whole esports scene. He goes into how his son got into it, but he also really dives deep into finding your passion. And I, I was blown away by what I thought might be, a, a, you know, an athlete's uh, interview where we'd talk about sports and esports, but he really dives deep on the educational side and on the following your passion side. And that's exceeded my expectations. Therefore, I think that if you are a parent, if you are a esports fanatic, and if you're a student, you're going to love, love this episode. Rick goes in pretty deep on all the areas in which esports is growing, not just as player, but also as developer, as a creator, as a marketer, as a streamer. There's so many unique options. And I know for one, I'm excited about the idea of getting more esports into schools. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, this episode is for you. The only thing we ask is that, number one, you hit that subscribe button. And number two, if this podcast is giving you some sort of benefit, please, please share it with others. One of the reasons why we grow is that, number one, we're getting great people sharing it, and we're also getting great suggestions on who to have on next. And that is how the podcast is really uh, taken off. Anyway, I don't want to steal the thunder. I want you to really enjoy this one. So without further ado... Rick Fox. All right, joining me now is Rick Fox, owner of Echo Fox and former Laker and Celtic. Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I love how you threw the uh, Celtics in there as well. <laughs> My roots going all the way back to 1991. Oh, no, if you want to go roots, I mean, I'm not that far from Warsaw, Indiana. Well, oh, you took it way back. I thought you were going to say Chapel Hill, North Carolina, but you, where are you from now? Where are you, where are you located? So right now, I'm in a suburb of Indianapolis. I'm, I'm in Hamilton County, Carmel, Noblesville area. Carmel, my, uh, my JV uh, basketball coach, Pete Smith, uh, uh, spent some time in Carmel as the head coach, I think. Come on now. So, well, first of all, I do my research, but yeah, I mean, you're an Indiana legend. So, and actually, I've done a couple podcasts where people were quoting, uh, um, you know, John Wooden, and I'm like, you know he's from Indiana, right? <laughs> I, always, I always have to sneak that in there. It's the basketball, always got to sneak it's the basketball capital, man. I, I have more basketball bloodlines that go back to uh, being born in Toronto, Canada, which is you know birth of basketball with James Naismith. It is it's, has its Canadian roots, and and then I actually obviously started my whole basketball career in in uh, Grace Winona Lake, Indiana, with uh, Coach Jim Kessler, one of the great. Uh, Division three NAI uh, coaches of all time uh, at Grace College, and he helped me get situated with Warsaw, Warsaw, Indiana, with Coach Al Rhodes, another great high school Hall of Fame uh, basketball coach. And as you know, Indiana basketball is king. It's king. Um, and not that this podcast was going to be about basketball, but now that you bring it up, so weren't you? Okay, I'm trying to do the math. You were geographically fairly close to Sean Kemp, and we're talking, you guys had to be a couple years apart, correct? We were a couple years apart. Uh, my sophomore and junior year was Sean's uh, 
freshman and sophomore year. Uh, we yeah. were both in the NALCS uh, conference, the Northern Lake Conference. He was at Concord, Indiana, and uh, yeah. I was at Warsaw. Every So when I was a kid, when I say a kid, I'm not that much younger, but every day I'd, I'd deliver the newspaper. And this is when you had to get the box scores out of a newspaper. And I'd, I'd run to get the newspaper at four in the morning. And I'd look at, at Sean's box score for the Supersonics because I remember when he, I mean, he was 18, yeah. may, maybe 19, playing for the Supersonics. And, and I was, I, I think I may have been a year younger than Sean. So I'd get up and like, it was just crazy to me that I was, I was delivering papers and somebody my age was playing in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, he was a freaking nature man. He was. Uh, it was. There was one game just to wrap up our basketball talk. It was one game, my junior year, where I was being recruited by uh, Bobby Knight, and he sent Joby Wright to see a a Warsaw Concord matchup of Rick Fox and Sean Kemp. And Sean was a freshman. I was a sophomore. Or I'm sorry, I was a junior. He was a freshman, and he was you know the top freshman in the country. And I got into foul trouble. I think I had two points, fouled out, had a horrible game. We lost. Sean Kemp's uh, box score line was like 48 points, 19 rebounds, <laughs> 12 block shots. Like, it was it was absurd. And Joe B. Wright went back and told Bobby Knight that uh, this Sean Kemp kid is, is the real deal. The Rick Fox kid can't play. Um, well, you know, I reached out to you because, um, number one, I, I could talk Indiana basketball for a long time for sure, but – there has been such a unique, I, I don't want to say a quiet movement. It's the loudest underground movement I've ever seen with esports. Um, I got to, like, I'll be honest, I'll give you my, my background on it. I had a student of mine um, who brought it up. So I run an innovation course. And essentially, the course is it's what you want to look into, it's what you want to work on. And a lot of times it ends up being very entrepreneurial. And so one of my students said, uh, Mr. Wetrick, we should really look into starting an esports team. And I'm like, you know, I've listened a little bit about this. What is this all about? And he showed me that this was like a, a more than a year ago. He showed me the numbers. He showed me the, the 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 viewership. And it's weird if you talk to anybody over, I dare say, 35 people look at you and they scratch their head and they're like esports. You talk to people under 35 and they can they can name you the players. They can name you everything. What has what is it about this huge movement that has been relatively quiet mainstream? I first of all I want to hire that young man because <laughs> he's uh, he's ahead of the curve, uh, like so many uh, of his generation are aware of. Right? They they are from the generation of pick up the controller and actually make a a living from it, as opposed to the parent yelling, put down the controller and get out of the house, right? So uh, kudos to him for, for thinking that way in an entrepreneurial fashion. Um, I would I would equate, and I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan, I would equate uh, esports to what we see uh, going on in the in the season finale of Game of Thrones. You know, are the is the Ice King actually real? You know, and, and until you grab someone, drag them all the way across the wall and put them in front of you know, everyone, do you start to really believe that this thing is real? And it has it, it has more than legs. It has waves of impact. It, it is um, it is tidal. It has a tidal wave effect that's kind of crashed on the shores of traditional sports. And it is, you know, it's really shaking the landscape and forcing traditional teams 
uh, to take a look at what is filling their arenas when they're out of town. And, and so that is just the reality of it. And as you know, across the board in any, in any traditional sports setting, when you have owners in a game come together, together to form a league, well, with that comes players. And with that comes fans who, who really take to those players and take to supporting those teams. And whenever you have an audience that's tapped in and tuned in and focused into uh, something, then you're going to get the media rights. And when media rights show up, well, who wants to sell to those eyeballs? All the sponsors, which creates then all the data and the analytics around, around sport, right? And so this is the parallel track that you have with esports and traditional sports. They mirror them, they mirror each other. What you just have is a newfound expression uh, of today's professional athletes where uh, the old guard per se, the old guard that is 35 or older, like you pointed to, they were of a generation that bullied video games. Yes. So As a matter of fact, let me, let me weigh in on that. I'm, I'm really glad you pointed that out. So, um, so Ryan Haas, I'm sure he'll be reaching out to you. If she says, I'll hire that kid because he'll be like, what, are you serious? But Ryan came to me and he says, um, so he showed me all the numbers. He says, you know, we should start our own team. And actually we were really deliberate because again, we're a very entrepreneurial class, even though we're not the entrepreneur class. Like it's an innovation class, but a lot of times if it's, if it's truly innovative, you should push it to market. And so we were laying this out in kind of our bylaws and we wanted it to make it a team. And a team was different than a club. Like we're going to see if we can letter jacket in this. Yeah. And ironically enough, our, our football coach was one of the first to say, this is awesome because he knew it was, it was hitting a different kid. But the feedback that we got and when I announced this, like, cause we like did our research and it, from what we can tell, we're the first team, we're not a club. And we've been actually pra practicing and scrimmaging and, and taking on like, you know, Robert Morris university and some other collegiate teams. Cause we're right now the only high school that, that considers our team. The feedback I got on Twitter was mean. Yeah. Cause it was like, how dare you have kid have fat kids sit on their butt even longer after school and, and, and here's the thing that I love, and this is one of the, the reasons why I wanted to reach out to you, Rick. So I said, okay, if we're innovative, then we're going to take everything and exactly turn it on its ear. So at, if you are, if you make our team, and right now we have a League of Legends, a Counter-Strike, and we're developing a Hearthstone and an Overwatch team. If you are on our team, every other day, you're in the gym. You practice one, you work out one. And only because we heard that feedback – the irony was is that all the kids that made our team w were already in good shape. It was kind of mysterious That's and, true. and you can't have a C minus. So we even had higher rigor for the grades because we're like, okay, if you think that gamers are fat and you think that gamers don't take school seriously, guess what? We're going to turn that on. So here. here's the reason why I want to add, call you. I have heard about your regimen for echo Fox players. You explain that because I'm, I'm really geeking out on this part. Well, first of all, I, I can't just breeze over um, what I'm feeling right now. Um, hearing your comment about the interest you, your, your students and, your, and yourself have taken in expressing and supporting your own passions. Uh, and, and that, to me, again, is the, is the bully culture of, of, of in society, especially on social media, uh, surrounding the discouragement of of productive, you know, exploration of, of what someone or a group of people may want to do with their life. Right now, 
to to superimpose health and fitness on uh, on on um, as a negative in or in some way. Look, I people sit in front of the TV. People sit at work all day long. People look. I, I I'm a former professional athlete that had teammates that weren't in the best of shape that made hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, I've had the media accuse them of being out of shape. Shaq dealt with that for years. Okay. Could Shaq have been? Did he did he have seasons where he was in better shape than others? Yes. Um, did I have seasons where I was in better shape than others? Yes. Okay. But we have professional athletes, some of them in some career tracks, where the most important thing for them is from here to here. They have an arm from here down. It is the most incredible arm in the world. From here and everything else it is fifty pounds overweight. Okay, now if we go all the way back to Babe Ruth, if we go all the way back to where they didn't have the understanding of, of health and fitness, and look, it's evolved, okay? Now, I'm not going to go too far because you're asking me to talk about what we do. I can talk about what we do because that really that really upsets me. Um, no, but see, one of the reasons why I want you to talk about you do is because you also are defying that. It, it, because I, I totally agree with your point, and, and it kind of bugged me, but it was also fuel for my students and I because we're – I mean, I'm not going to – really, it, it was kind of our F you. You know, it, if you assume that, if you assume that's what gamers are, guess what? We're, we're going to be the opposite of that. Exactly. I'm going to give you two examples, okay? I have, a, I, have a, I have a partner in Jace Hall who's been a video game uh, passionate uh, player and supporter and has made a career to a level – uh, where he has built Warner Brother and he built Warner Brothers Interactive, which is the second largest revenue stream for Warner Brothers to this day. Okay, he was a kid that plays video games and plays them every night to this day. He's forty six years old. You know what he looks like? He looks like a bodybuilder. <laughs> health and fitness. His passions are video games and the gym. Okay, now where did video games take him? They took him to building an entire industry for Warner Brothers, which is still the second. Okay, so I think he made video games not only his passion, his joy, his hobby. He made it his life and a career. Okay, so it served him well. Okay, so that's one example. People may not know his story, and so we need more of these stories to be told. But where, where the anxiety arises is when I hear parents or individuals uh, lash out or make these type of comments about video games being attached to a, a, a laziness or a lack of, of, of productivity or it doesn't lead to anything that might generate a career, then that's just the uneducated. Okay, that's just the uneducated and, 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 the, and the ignorance of what is going on around them. Okay, I have a son that's 22 years old. He did not want to become a professional basketball player. Okay, what did I do? Video games I played since I was a kid. Atari 2600 was my first video game. Yes. I from 10 years old on to, I played video games to this day. Okay, I chose to play video games with my son. It was his passion. What did I do in the meantime? I took him to Blizzard when he was 12 years old. We met the developers of the game. We took him to Riot. But I took him to places and put him in environments where not only his passion to play the game, he, he got to understand what it meant to be in the video game industry. And he developed a passion to this day to where he's not a he's not a one percenter that's a professional video game athlete, but he's built he's on, he's on his second uh, video game design. He's built a video game. He's building his second one. And so he turned his passion of video games into a career as a game designer. So that's yeah. an example of, OK, so no different than when I was a kid saying I want to be a professional athlete. I want to play in the NBA. OK, well, there were some people who were like, don't chase that dream. 
be a lawyer, be a doctor, do something where you can actually have a career, right? So what, what are these comments from parents actually about? It's about their own anxiety. Their yeah. own anxiety about what is, uh, what is on the horizon and in, in the future for their kids. So what am I here to tell them? Look, we as parents are supposed to be rocket fuel for our kids and their passions so that they can find out what they want to make their life about. Okay, if your kid, boy or girl, walks into your, 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 your bedroom, your kitchen, your living room and says, Mom, Dad, I want to be a professional video game player. Well, A, I would say that's no different than a boy or girl walking and going, I want to play in a major league baseball. I want to be in the NBA. I want to be an NFL player. I want to be a lawyer, a doctor. What they're expressing is that their first their first hook into what they feel moved to do on a day-to-day basis and to pursue, okay? Well, the anxiety can be laid to rest when I tell you that every kid that's pursued a professional sporting career that has fallen short, they're coaches, they're general managers, they're broadcasters, they're content creators, they're trainers, all those same career paths reside they're org owners. They're, they're, they reside in esports. So when you think of what is my kid, you know, going to do if he doesn't make it as a professional gamer? Well, there's all these career paths that they can find yeah. themselves doing. Yeah. That if they're the, if they're the most uh, proficient and mastered that world, and they're the most knowledgeable and they're most experienced, and they've been pursuing it for years through high school and college. Well, you know what? Like I said just now, I want to hire the kid that, that came to you. I want to hire those kids. Because yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. Well, I, first of all, I wanted, I wanted to be clear. The parents that were on our team actually gave us really good feedback. It, it was definitely trolls on the internet, but I'm, I think you, you understood that. But no, Ryan and then the, the team that's really helped build this up, Ryan's uh, like, he understands that he's not going to be on the League of Legends team. He He's probably good enough to be on the Counter-Strike, but... Wow. He he understands that this is an emerging market, and I and I'm and I love it because he already loves playing video games and, and just like Kyle, just like your son Kyle, it's Kyle, right? Yeah. Like your son Kyle, he understood that he may not be the one percenter to make make it. He's not reckless. He's not some of these other guys. He he saw this as an emerging market where he's you know. And actually, we just we just signed a deal where we're going to be um, a video partner with Twitch. He see, he's, sees Twitch as a cool thing he sees the marketing end he sees the development end he sees the promotion end he sees and and so now we've got kids that that if they're not good enough to make the league of legend team would you like to be on our youtube team would you like to be on our on our on our twitch commentary team because rick we want to be legit because we don't we don't want to be average And, and and the reason why i'm doing this podcast is like i want more high schools to look into this there's a lot of kids that will not try out for football they will not try out for basketball but they may be really free you may have some diamonds there on your league of legends teams you may have some people that are really really good and all of a sudden because rick i had kids that were in tears when they heard that we were going to have a team i had parents call and they're like and, and 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 on the opposite end i had so many broken hearts we had well over 70 kids try out for 10 spots for wow. League of Legends, wow. and, and but but that's we can discuss on that on on how we're going to solve that. But uh, it's been such an exciting time. So I, I thought, who better to talk to than a former pro athlete? Now talking about pro athletes and the esports, and um, I, I, I one I loved your passion at the very beginning, but two, you know, it, it's it's 
when you're explaining this to some people, they kind of chuckle and then they say, no, seriously? Matter of fact, I was I was meeting a couple of uh, entrepreneurs and, and I was explaining to this on why it should grow and, and why I was wanting to have my fair city um, maybe host an event. And they were kind of chuckling. And then as God is my witness, I said, oh, my God, we, we, we met at a, a sports bar. And I said, oh, my gosh, turn around. And they go, what? And I said, turn around. And there on one of the monitors was a commercial for the Big Ten Network, mm-hmm. League of Legends. Yeah. And they looked at me like, oh, my gosh. And then after we met, they're like, I ne- it, it's kind of like when you buy your brand of automobile, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when you're driving, a lot of people yeah. drive your automobile. All yeah. of a sudden when they were aware of the League of Legends you yeah. know, broadcast and all these other things, all of a sudden like, did you know there's a show on TBS? Yes. Did you know that? They- yes. And and I'm loving it. So if I can, I'm, I'm I'm directly now talking to the hearts of parents and administrators at, at, at in high schools and even middle schools. This is real. You should take it seriously, and no, it's not a joke. If it's our job as educators to prepare kids for the future, I can tell you, there is an emerging, ever growing future in esports yep and it's and it's massive and and it's it's no it's teaching young men and women communication skills it's teaching them teamwork it's teaching them how to compete it's yes how to build, going. build life skills yes they're building the same life skills that you build if you play on the basketball team if you play in on the football team they're all different forms of expression yes Football players go out and they hit each other and, and they compete, but tennis players don't hit each other. You know, they, basketball players shoot hoops and run up and jump. The golfers don't run up and jump. Like everyone has their own expression. They have their own, every sport has its own value. Every competitive expression is is the rules and the and the field and the court of play are, are different. Yeah. So, I don't understand this. I, I do understand where the negativity comes from. I don't subscribe to it. I, I, I've, I'm now hearing stories of what the value of, of kids staying off the streets and getting a chance to, to um, develop skills, life skills beyond just because they're, they have this opportunity. And, and, and man, I'm telling you, people are going to, people are going to look back and like, I remember when everyone was like, I'm not getting a, an email. I'm not getting on email. What is that? <laughs> yeah, I remember when 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 the music industry shifted and everyone was like, "Well, what, what about records and what about DVDs?" You know, it just it moves the the earth moves underneath you, and you either move with it or you get or you just or you miss it. Left behind, yep. Left behind, and and it and this is technology from Twitch. You mentioned Twitch to Facebook Live to YouTube, all these streaming platforms and all of the devices that allow generation to actually not only be in touch with their communities, but to communicate, to develop networks and friendships, to compete with each other, to celebrate their passions. Technology has shrunk the gap between people. It has opened up uh, up the the possibility of a sustainable uh, ecosystem around around, the, the community competitive video game industry. It is here. And just because you didn't have it when you were a kid, Right. Don't be and we, Join in. And we talked about in the seventies, like ping pong summits, you know, yeah. and, and, and Olympics are supposed to be that same thing. You don't have to travel now to take somebody on in the Soviet union. 
So <laughs> you can, and what I love, and here's the other thing I love, Rick, by having it in my school, you're not like, you're not allowed to be toxic. Like we, we still ask that you uh, maintain the same standards of you being in the school. So I like it because we're, man, you, you want a lot of teachers hearts when you said collaboration, communication. I mean, their comms are on, they're barking out orders They're They are a team. They are strategizing. It is very much a problem solving game or games There's several. And, and, and then by having it in school, we're teaching them the right way because, you know, kids can go to, to the park and play basketball, but a fight might break out and they're not really going to run a disciplined offense. They're just going to play, you know, pick up basketball. Same thing. Our kids, I, I love it that we're going to be playing games in school. What love happens it. when one of your kids comes to you in a year or two and goes, hey, we need to have a VR esports expression. Yeah, we'll, we'll be buying it. Where we're yeah. actually using, you know, there's a there's a game out there where we're actually, got, you know, geared up and we're actually running 5K. Or we're actually moving our bodies in different ways, right? So that, that stuff is on the horizon as well. All this stuff is happening. It's and, funny you say that, Rick. Next time you want to, like, you know, run out to Lake Wawasee or, uh, uh, or is somewhere around Warsaw, just you know, drive another hour and a half down here. We we actually had a, a student uh, install a VR kit down there just to kind of test it out, just so we can be ahead of the curve. That's great, and I look forward to meeting you in, in person and in coming and seeing your kids. Please, please know they're an extension of us, just because of your passion and their passion, and they're they're in the fight just for the respect that comes with what we all are crazy about. And everyone doesn't have to love what we do. Um, everyone should educate themselves and understand it. I mean, because yeah. they're missing it, because we see it, they're missing oh. it. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm learning. The the experts in the room are not me. And I love that. Hey, like, you're, you're <laughs> I, 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 I disagree. I disagree with that. I'm, I've talked to a lot of people and you're, you're, uh, you're no different than me. You're ahead of the curve and you are, please think of yourself. No, please okay. think of yourself as that because you have to be one of those leaders. You're doing something that no one else is doing at the high school level. And if there are other people that you can influence and inspire and your program can help them see the value of this, you're going to save kids lives. I'm telling you, you're at a, you're, you're at the point where you're reaching kids before they even get off to college and, and they don't, they can't figure out what they're going to do. My own son, my own son was in high school, a passionate video game player, uh, having the same desire your kids have to explore how he could have a life in the video game industry. He didn't have a teacher like you or a person in his life that was reaching out going, you know what, let's do what, let's look at what you're talking about and let's explore how we can set that up. Because my son, it took him getting out here to college at Loyola Marymount and me realizing his own anxiety and, and fear around owning his passion and fear that he couldn't just say, I want a career in the video game industry because when he was in school, that was taboo. You didn't say that. You were supposed yeah. to be a neuroscientist or a lawyer. My son, I, I got to tell this story so your kids hear this, all right? And other kids maybe hear this. So my son now is being mentored by Jace Hall. Jace Hall is, is, is his idol. Okay, he's what James Worthy was to me or Dr. J was to me. Jace Hall is that to my son. Okay, Jace Hall has put my son on a career path in the video game industry where he is going to make three video games over the next three years. He's on his second one. Okay, and Jace 
having the knowledge of this, said to me, he goes, if your son has made three video games from A to Z, like from the beginning to the end, package everything, he put him on the Atari 2600 first. He made an Atari 2600 with limitations. He only had so much rambits he could use. Then he's on now to another the next, next platform, and he'll do a third one. And I said, well, Jace, what do you see that doing for my son? He goes, Rick, let me tell you something. You know how many people go off to college for game design and, and coding and, and get out and they get done and they go out and they look for a job and they show up at a, a designer or a developer and, and say, I would like to you know, work on a team. They said, well, what have you done? He said, do you realize that your son will have completed three games because he started at a young age, he's started making games and he will have had a completed three completed products in his hand to show. So we happened to be at Amazon Games in a big, huge conference room a couple of year, a year ago. And we were pitching Amazon Games. They invited us up to see what they were doing. And, and we're behind the curtain, right? And the head of Amazon Games is, is there. And, I, and he started talking about Lumberyard. Yard. Lumberyard is a development platform that Amazon has created that they give free to the community to make video games, right? And I said, you know, I just want to thank you for putting that out there to developers because my son's a game designer. And I said, it's going to allow him to make the games in his life that he would like to make, and it's free. And I said, but I have a question for you. His mentor is sitting across from us, Jace Hall. I said, Jace, will you explain what you're doing with my son? Because I'd like to hear if this head of Amazon Games believes in what you're sharing, right? And he turned to the Amazon game developer, and Jace goes, if I told you that I had a kid that was 22, 23 years old, and he's built three video games, what would you say to that? He goes, I'd hire him on the spot. He said, I would hire him on the spot. Great. He's right there. That, you know, and, and I just realized, you know, here is my son on the same track path, pursuing his passion, taking advice from someone that has done it for 30 years of his life since he was 16. Right. And he's on the same path that he was on. And I just had someone that runs Amazon gaming. Tell me that. You, I don't care how old that kid is. I don't care what, if he is doing that and developing these games. He has a place for us here. That just, I mean, that's an example of just pursuing what you love, pursuing what you love. And 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 I encourage, I encourage all of these kids to find their path if they want to be professional gamers. Pursue that, right? It's only going to give them a deeper knowledge of their game, of their of what the game, what it takes to be in that industry. But also pursue what it means to own your own org to start your own org, to be in, to be a coach, to be an analyst, to be a G. I, I hire analysts all day long for our teams that are on location. They live in different places. They, you know, they are 22, they're 18, they're 21. I, I hire graphic artists. I hire, I hire content creators. I hire streamers. We're hiring people. And I guarantee the average age, if I have to look at it, is probably 20, 18, 19 to 22 all college age, all high school. That's a future. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny. You, you, you just described, Rick, my class. I mean, literally. Because the, 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 the kids were, the student that, you know, Ryan, this was out of the innovation class because this class is designed to you tell me what you want to work on. It, the whole thing is flipped because he doesn't work for me. I work for him. When I, when I connect with people in, in, that care about First of all, I mean, this all started with a passion from me just wanting to support my son's passion, wanting him to own it. Right. 
basically telling you with your class, you're telling kids, you're, you're, you're giving them the opportunity to own what they're interested in. Yeah. You're, you're being rocket fuel behind them. It's the same thing I'm doing. I'm rocket fuel for my son. I'm rocket fuel for our org and the kids that are professional gamers. That's what we stand for. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I see what you're doing like, and reaching out to me. I appreciate it because I want to be rocket fuel to you guys now because it's, that's at the end of the day. Well, and that, that's, that's why I'm like, I'm loving the, the story of, of your son because uh, you're, you're out there looking helping him find a mentor. And that's the whole thing. Part of my, the classes are like, Hey, Wetrick, who could we reach out to, to become even better? And so we've, you know, been able to connect with Raynad and, and Jordan Gilbert and some of these guys that are like, yeah, we'll talk to you. And that means a lot to them. Um, but at the same time, there's people in my class that want to start a business or start a, you know, an organization or a nonprofit. And, you know, technically this podcast is about the video game side, but I just, I loved, 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 loved hearing the story, you know, of, of how Kyle did that because I'm like, yes, that's what ever, there should at least be one period in a day in high school that should be allowed to be just like. I, I agree. I agree. I now, think, I, I got to go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't think these kids should leave high school still looking to search uh, on a search of what they should be doing. I think they should be in it already. From Amen. freshman year to, to senior year, they should be developing. I think your class is genius. I think it's genius. Yeah. Well, and, and God knows I, I can't stand it when they go off to college to then discover what they love. If you change a major three and four times, I mean, you're sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars in debt. I mean, it, why not start changing your mind and fit? Because I'm okay with you discovering what you don't love in high school as well. Um, you know, there, there's this is a, this is a landing zone where you can learn how to fail, and that's cool. Yeah. Now, I do have to ask because we are constantly begging because we, we we have I think enough girls now for one gaming team. Does, does Sasha play? Um, she's she's a musician. And an actor and a filmmaker, her passions, uh, she, she, she parallels my, my entertainment side. Um, so she would be a kid who, who would make content um, and stream more than actually compete. I, as a streamer, she would make <laughs> She would be amazing. But she loves what, what her brother's doing. She, she, she loves that he owns it and is all That's about cool. it. And they share a lot of um, their progress, both of them, because they're both advanced in they're advanced in their dive into their their careers at an early age. Because I kind of I kind of just support them that way. I want them to when they express what they really are passionate about. I just I get behind it. I just get behind it. No, I, I love hearing that both as a parent as a teacher. Uh, I, I think it's that's what's going to move mountains. You know, we're right now we're at a point in the country where. I, we seem to be angry and bitter about everything. And it's, it's, it's refreshing to hear that uh, here you are supporting your kids uh, with their passion about, and it's, it's, it's great to hear. Well, Rick, I, I, I tell you uh, seriously from the bottom of my heart, when you make it down uh, back down to Warsaw or yeah. just Indianapolis, uh, well actually, or, you know, heck I'm out in Los Angeles, a decent amount. Hey, I'd love to, love to collaborate. Connect. Please connect. Come by, see our place, bring your kids, take a field trip. Uh, maybe I can talk to uh, uh, my partners and we can figure out how to do something maybe in a summer program uh, fashion uh, in the coming year and figure out how to have you guys in for even you know, even if it's a week and immerse yourself in this world uh, because you guys are you're leading. You guys are leading. You're leading. Your players are leading. Uh, and I love to hear it. I love to hear it. 
All right. Well, Rick Fox, again, thank you so much for being on, and we will connect soon. Definitely. Thanks, man.